Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. As a CFI, how can we get better at teaching the cross-country portion of the ACS? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, M0A.com. You are listening to the CFI Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast. Uh, brought to you by our number one rated online ground school. You can visit groundschoolacademy.com, really m0a.com. All those URLs will take you there. We are so excited about our new learning management system. It's going to be such uh, an ease for you and your students as well. We've got some big things up our sleeves. That should be all. If you're not in beta already checking it out, you'll get full access to that come December 1st. So big things coming from Team M0A. And it's an amazing, amazing team uh, that we truly have. So uh, just thank you uh, to you all for making it that way. Hey, my focus of what I want to share with you all a little bit about today, I want to chat about how do we better teach cross countries? Um, we tip, typically, it's not always the case, but typically we let our students, we get, we get them up to solo. And then after solo, let them build some confidence in the, in the practice area and in the pattern. And then we dive into this cross country phase. And that's how I always taught it. There's nothing wrong with that. If you teach it differently, but that's a pretty, most of us are familiar with that model. Pre-solo, solo, cross countries, solo cross countries, check ride. Pretty typical. Uh, obviously, there's some night stuff and everything else we sneak in there and work in there, but that's a pretty typical setup for, say, a private pilot. So how do we teach to better prepare for these cross countries? A question I get asked so often is, how do, Jason, how do I feel or how do you feel about letting students use an iPad? early on in their flight training. And I, I think the iPad, I got an iPad sitting right next to me now, I think the iPad is amazing, incredible technology when it's not a distraction. And how an iPad becomes a distraction is by the student, you too, we were all student pilots, not knowing what they're looking at, not knowing what they're looking for can make it a distraction. When you're falling behind the airplane, you're falling behind the iPad, the Android, whatever device you're actually using, if you don't learn and, and teach your students how to master that on the ground, and, and you as the CFI, you're not responsible for helping them, you know, knowing eight different apps and how to unlock every bit of potential you use for flight, you use Garmin Pilot, you know it well, you can recommend it to your students if they want to choose something else, or you're an Apple person, they're an Android person, like you can help them to some extent, but at the end of the day, you have to give them the homework to sit on the couch with the, in simulator mode and practice the darn thing to make it work. But honestly, I am still such a fan early on. Again, I'm older than I look, team. I'm such a fan of still doing old school cross-country nav logs. Hey, type in me in the chat if that's you. I say, Jason, I still teach old school or still use old school cross-country nav logs. I, I, it's that important. I want to make sure my students are going to have a skill set to fall back on. And it's my fear that if we let technology spoil us, I just did a live stream. If you're not in the M0A Nation Facebook group, I hope you'll join us over there. Most of you probably watching this are. I did a great live stream in there uh, on cockpit technology and a big focus of this was, we can't let this become a distraction. Cockpit technology can become the greatest asset or your worst enemy, all depending on how you look at it. 
So it's just so important to me that we, we master it, learn how to use it. And what if it fails? Do I have a skill set to fall back on? My old school Navlog, whatever that may be. You know, another thing that technology has kind of spoiled, and I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm an old man or something. I love technology. If you're watching our flight planning series all this month, now basically last month, um, you saw I'm heavy into ForeFlight. I'm using the heck out of that for my flight planning purposes, but still knowing a few numbers cold that I've planned and have there, so I know them. So another way technology has spoiled us a bit is students forget or don't know how to calculate something simple like a top of climb or a top of descent. And it bugs the heck out of me. What really bugs me is when a student just grabs the METAR or grabs the winds aloft and plans their whole cross country using those winds. I'm thinking, no, you, you kind of have to, for a top of climb, you've got to interpolate between the METAR a little bit, between the um, uh, between the winds aloft. If you're going up three, six, nine thousand 9,000 feet, you grab a few different winds aloft. CFIs, teach your students how to interpolate. Math was not my thing. Math is still not my thing. Aviation math, I, I, I can do. But math really just wasn't my thing. Interpolation doesn't have to be difficult, though. You can show your students how to interpolate between a METAR and Winslow 3000. Or a METAR, Winslow 3000, and Winslow 6000. And work to create an average between the three, because you're going to pass through. And you can use all those on your way up to 6,500, whatever altitude they're actually going to. So are your students calculating a top of climb? Can they calculate a top of climb? Can they calculate top of descent? Working their way backwards from the airport. This is how it works. For a top of climb, we need to figure out first off, okay, at a VY climb, I'm usually climbing around 500 feet per minute, roughly. Or what airspeed is going to give me, true airspeed is going to give me 500 feet per minute. So I'm going to climb out 500 feet per minute. That's all great. That's awesome. 500 feet per minute, go into 6,500 feet. Do the division is how long? At X amount of minutes, at what? how far will I travel at a certain ground speed? So at this ground speed, flying for X minutes, how far will I travel? And that's how you calculate top of climb. That's how you come up with a top of descent. It just makes it so much easier when we do things and work things through that way. Make sure your students are calculating a top of climb and top of descent. Again, I am not anti-iPad. I love when students use the iPad. But it can't be these children of the magenta line, like direct enter, enter, follow the magenta line. Like that cannot be it. That If you're doing that on your Avidyne, you're doing that on ForeFlight, you're doing that on your Garmin, whatever it is, like you've unlocked 1% of what that device is truly capable of or what that app is truly capable of. You have to help your students along a little bit. Show them the basics. You need to know the basics yourself too. You can't be the stodgy flight instructor who doesn't embrace technology. You have to be able to teach it all. And I get it. I wish all my students started in my 1940 J3 Cub and learned stick and rudder skills. And then after we solo in the J3 Cub, we'll dive into something more advanced. And by more advanced, maybe the, the 150 with some six-pack instruments and an Avidyne 440 just to help them out a little bit. Maybe that's the avenue that we go with these things. I'm telling you, don't neglect the old school, the cross-country nav logs, the top of climb, the top of descent, but also you cannot neglect the iPad as well.
or the Android device. You know I'm an Apple fanboy, um, but you can't neglect whatever tablet you choose to use. So CFIs, I wanna hear from you. Or how are you combining the old school with the new school? Let me know in the comments down below if you're watching this as a video. Um, if, you're, if you're just listening to this as the podcast, please go and uh, find the video on YouTube or Facebook. Leave me a comment there so I know what you are up to as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a blessing to myself and this amazing team here at m0a.com. If there is anything, anything at all we can do to make you a safer, smarter pilot, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.